This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Rays podcast. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. But we're going to get to the some prospect talk a little bit as MLB Pipeline continues to put out their top 10 positional rankings leading up to the top 100 that's coming up this weekend. We'll talk about some of the Rays that checked in on those lists. Uh, but I want to talk about the infield to start things off. You have a story up about the fact that you look at this infield and there's a lot of names and a lot of guys that can play the infield, but where it'll all shake out still very much a mystery. You think about Matt Duffy, Dani Echeverria, Daniel Robertson, Brad Miller, Christian Arroyo. That doesn't even bring up the other prospects that are on their way as well. Um, do the Rays know what's going to happen, or is this still a mystery to them as well? I think that, uh, you know, they probably expected things to be a little more defined by now, but, you know, it, it's like dominoes, like they always say. Uh, you know, the more guys that are still on the market, the harder it is to define who's left and who you can go grab in this uh, game of musical chairs, you know, where the Rays always seem to be grabbing a guy who who uh, ends up without a chair. So um, I think that's still a lot, to, a lot to happen just based on the market. Now, is it more for the from a Rays standpoint? Because I just listed five guys, um, and obviously Arroyo is still a prospect technically that could definitely start the year in the minors. But you, may, I mentioned those guys, and that would fill out an infield. But is the Rays thought process to trade away somebody to clear things out for some of these young guys? Or I guess they're in a good spot, and if they don't make a move, they have an infield to go with at least. Yeah, right. But, it, but I guess like my point would be, do they trade a Hetcheveria? And, that, you know, if, if they trade Hetcheveria, that opens up a lot of different dialogue, you know, because then you might, who knows, Matt Duffy might be your shortstop or Daniel Robertson might be your shortstop or any number of guys could be your shortstop or Willie Adamas. Um, and right now all of those guys seem to be competing for second or third base uh, because I think Hetcheveria is really the only lock, if you know, the way the team is structured. So, um do they start the team with him? He makes, a, you know, he'll be making a lot of money after uh, arbitration. So um, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting, and eventually all this stuff will start to move and and shake it out, even if it's uh, in February or even uh, during spring training at some point before it happens. Yeah, Speaking- this, and, and and this is really the latest I can remember this kind of going this long. Yeah, um, every- but. Go ahead. On, on the on the bright side for the Rays, if you're the Rays, sometimes the real bargain will fall their way for a, you know, a one-year deal. So who knows what's going to happen? Every day I get here to the MLB.com offices and I think to myself, this is going to be the day where all the moves happen. <laughs> this is going to be it. And I actually said it, I think two weeks ago, I said to somebody, today is definitely the day. And I had no question and nothing happened. So it just And continues. you bought lunch that day or two, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of trade talk and rumors, uh, John Paul Morosi had a story on MLB.com about 
Uh, basically, the fact that while Chris Archer hasn't been dealt, the Rays continue to be in basically the way he phrased it was consistent talks with other teams. So that means they may or may not deal him, I guess, but it means that it's still at least a possibility, Bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, they will always listen. You know, that's that's kind of who they are. Um, but they're not just going to give away guys. I mean, if you kind of look at the roster right now, really the only guy who's, other than the three agents who've gone elsewhere, the only guy who's missing is Longoria. Now, that's a big, a big piece, but you've got a lot of returning guys there. And, you know, do they end up running what they have out there or do they go on and get rid of some of these other guys too? So, uh, and I, again, you know, Archer might be one of these pieces that they, they're not going to be able to move or, or, you know, his value is not going to be really known yet until some of the other free agents come off the market. So who knows? So we've talked infield, we've talked pitching. Uh, let's talk about the outfield a little bit, I guess. And that's Denard Span was on uh, with Bill Ladson here at MLB.com on a podcast. Um, Bill knowing him back from their days with the Nationals as well. But Span talked about the fact that really he feels like this has been his best offseason since 2014. That offseason led to a great year. He slashed 302, 355, 416 that year with the Nationals. Actually received some MVP votes that season. Uh, distant MVP votes, but he was at least put on somebody's ballot that year. Um, so that's good news for the Rays if they decide to keep Span. But that's still the big question, right, is whether or not they will keep Denard Span between here and opening day. Yeah, because, you know, they've got the uh, the mandate that the payroll is going to be lowered. And uh, given that uh, language uh, or, or thought process, uh, his salary would not fit him into that, uh, you know, what the Rays are trying to do. I think everybody knows how good a player he can be, though. So who knows? If it ends up that way, maybe, uh, you know, they take him out for a spin and see what happens. Yeah, and uh, certainly some leadership as well as a veteran guy, so there's some value in that as well. I mentioned the MLB Pipeline prospect list that are coming out, and last week on this podcast we talked a little bit about Brent Honeywell, who checked in on the right-handed pitchers list. Uh, Brendan McKay was on the left-handed pitchers list. He checked in at number five. So far there's been five top ten position lists, and the Rays have at least one player on four of the five. Pretty good. So this week, so, or on Friday rather, Brendan McKay checked in again uh, just a tribute to the talent that he has as the number one first baseman. Now, Bill, obviously McKay's a guy that when the Rays drafted him, they drafted him as a first baseman, but then they did let him pitch a little, and we'll see if that experiment continues. Um, but according to the pipeline crew, the higher upside is at first base as opposed to pitching where he's got a lot of power. He checked in as the top hit tool for them with a 60 ranking, top arm as well, obviously, for a guy that can throw 90 uh, at first base uh, with the 60 ranking as well and also the highest ceiling. He's a long way away. Obviously, he was a college guy, but he was just drafted last June, Bill. But there's so much intrigue about a guy like this that can do both things. Yeah, and I think when you couple that intrigue with the Ray's willingness to try new things. Uh, who knows? He might be the precursor to a lot of players who play more than one position uh, while you're trying to get this flexibility. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the Rays possibly having uh, eight guys in the bullpen this year. Um, you know, that's, that could be made possible by having guys who are flexible enough to play a lot of positions in the infield or outfield, uh, and then they could keep another pitcher. Now, if you have a guy like McKay who could – do both, you know, it, it's, it, it's a different ball game. So 
Um, you know, it hasn't been done in a long time. Uh, but, you know, I always ask the question, why can't it be done? And I think the Rays are asking themselves that question as well. And good for them. I think that's exciting and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and obviously you, you have to weigh the pros and cons of limiting him in maybe one of those things by having him do both. But for a team like the Rays, you mentioned where there can be multiple uses, certainly makes some sense. He's the first ever player, and it's a limited history of doing these rankings, but first ever player to appear on two top 10 lists in the same year by MLB Pipeline, but he will actually not be the only one this year. That's a little bit of a hint, but uh, Shohei Otani checked in as number one on the right-handed pitchers list, and he is expected to also be somewhere on the outfielders list, which will come out later this week. So pretty amazing. It had never happened, and it's going to happen twice this week, once for a guy who's years away and once for a guy who's going to be playing Major League Baseball this year. All right, today, as we record this podcast on Monday, uh, the second base list came out, and the race checked in again. Number nine, Brandon Lowe, uh, 23 years old. He was a college guy when they drafted him. He slid a little bit, Bill, in the 2015 draft because at the time he had broken his fibula. So the Rays got him in the third round. And so far he's pretty he's impressed, but we're not going to see him anytime soon. No, and I mean, uh, the fact that he was a college guy does bode well for him, though. I mean, it could come a little quicker. And, and the fact that there's really not a guy anchoring second base. So, um, as they say, you know, Heim Bloom told me the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the guy can drive his own train and determine when he gets there. So, uh, you know, being highly thought of, uh, there's worse things. Yeah, absolutely. So they did second baseman today on Monday. Then it will be third baseman on Tuesday, shortstops on Wednesday, outfielders on Thursday, and then the top 100 prospects in the entire game uh, will come out on Saturday night. There's actually a show on MLB Network. So definitely more prospect stuff to come, and there'll be more Rays because we know there's some other prospects in that system that are definitely going to crack those top 10 lists. You mentioned Willie Adamas. I'm sure that he will find his way onto the shortstop list uh, and maybe some others. So good stuff to follow. It's always good to keep an eye on the young guys on the way, especially for a franchise like the Rays that depends so much on them. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.